hello and welcome to the Interrobang podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Theodore. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Interrobang Roundtable. We're going to get to my conversation with Aisha and Savannah in just a moment, but first, let's recap some of our top stories from this week. Now, first and foremost, and I know this might not seem like the biggest news of the week, but it is for us here at the Interrobang because folks, after months of hard work and so much effort from our entire team behind the scenes, the brand new Interrobang website is officially live. This has been such a long time coming for us and we're so excited to finally be able to share it with you. The new Interrobang website features a fresh new layout easy to navigate sections, and viewable in Terabang archives as far back as 2005. The new layout also features larger font sizes, a related articles feature, and a drop-down menu selection making navigation easier than ever. Now, if you've been subscribed to our newsletter, then you actually already knew that our website was live. So if you're looking for a sign to subscribe to the newsletter, this is it. You get exclusive access to Interrobang news and updates before anyone else. So check out the new Interrobang website. And while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter because you don't want to miss a thing. Now on to the big stuff. Western University has mandated COVID-19 vaccines for all staff, students, and faculty on campus. Now, after previously stating they would only require vaccines for student athletes and students in residence, Western has changed its tune and joined the University of Ottawa and the University of Waterloo in mandating vaccines for everyone on campus. Now, they are also the first university to require proof of a vaccine. However, students who are not able to show proof will need to get tested for COVID-19 twice a week. So it's not like students don't have a choice in this. You do have a choice. You don't have to get vaccinated. But if you don't, you'll have to get tested for COVID-19 twice a week. This move comes weeks after Western Faculty Association members called on the school to mandate vaccines across campus. At that time, Western President Alan Shepard said the school had gone as far as it could go legally. Now things are looking a little bit different. So you can find the full story from our friends at the Gazette on our website. Now, meanwhile, here at Fanshawe, things have not changed in terms of mandatory vaccines for all. However, varsity athletes will be required to get the jab. Last Friday, Fanshawe College announced that Fanshawe Falcons hoping to participate in intercollegiate sports will need to show proof of a vaccine. The manager of athletics at Fanshawe, Nathaniel McFadden, says the decision was made to allow students to travel by bus together, visit neighboring colleges, and access shared locker rooms. Students can request an exemption. However, it could impact their ability to partake in away games and shared accommodation. So we're going to keep you updated on all the latest vaccination news. At this point, there is no word from Fanshawe if their stance on vaccinations is going to change. If anything changes, you'll be the first to know. Now let's get on to our roundtable portion because I'm so excited to once again have Aisha Javade and Savannah Bazion on the podcast. If you don't know by now, these are two reporters who have been working at Interrobang over the summer. If you've listened to any previous episodes of the podcast, you'll know that this is an ongoing series we've been doing, the Interrobang Roundtable, where we talk about the news of the week, catch up with one another, and tell you some of our thoughts on the stories we've been covering. 
Savannah and Aisha. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having us. Oh, thank you for being back. The Interabang Roundtable is back, back, back again. I love when we can all just like sit down and chat, even though we're not together. <laughs> But this is kind of the best we get this summer. So we're going to take what we can get, right? Um, So let's, I want to circle back because we were chatting a little bit before we started. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, I am, I've been plant-based for like five years now. And I, I mean, I'm curious, anyone who like changes things in their diet, like whatever it may be. And Savvy, you were saying that like, you're having a bit of a hard time. Yeah. Okay. So I have been strictly like eating meat all my life Mm -hmm. and I recently like decided to like do a little switch from like meat to like vegetarian and plant-based because I was just having a struggle with like food in general like I'm really bad at like not eating enough or not eating at all if that makes sense and then I was like I just wanted something to help me like mentally too so I figured I'd start like doing a switch over, but like, I found it's been hard to find, like when I go to a restaurant or something, or like even on campus, like I'm here now, like, um, they don't like have enough options. And like, I know that's just because like some of the places are closed due to COVID, but like at the same time, I'm like, I, if I want like a breakfast sandwich, I don't want to have bacon on it. Like right. I just a breakfast sandwich. Yeah. With no bacon. Totally. You know what? It's such a shame too, because not that long ago, Tim Hortons, A&W, all these like breakfast, these spots that had breakfast options, they were serving the beyond meat sausages and you could get like plant-based breakfast sandwiches. Um, but like what ends up happening here in Canada is like they test things and then they get a sense for how people respond in the market and then they take them off the menus, <laughs> um, and then go like take them somewhere else. So all those, like, it's nice to like, obviously supporting Tim Hortons, it doesn't really help the vegan movement or anything at all because they still produce a bunch of meat and and stuff, but you can try to, it it, it at least gives you the option, right? Like if you're out with your family on a drive or something, it was nice to have the option. Um, and now they're all kind of gone. And, uh, I don't, I don't envy people that just switched. Um, restaurants here, I will agree are sometimes not the most accommodating. Um, and sometimes what I, the worst thing for me is like when you make modifications, but they don't have replacements for anything. Yeah. And the prices always stay the same too. Exactly. You're like, Oh, I'm going to take the chicken off of this, but it still costs like $16. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's the worst. So you said it was uh, savvy. The decision was like partially because of like mental health as well. Why, why do you see like a plant-based diet as potentially, uh, improving with that? Um, well, like I, like I'm always open about like my struggles with mental health Mm -hmm. and like my anxiety and like depression and stuff like that. But like, I was doing a lot of like research this summer, like, um, just like things to like help me like better myself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And a few of my friends I was talking to, they were talking to about how they like made the switch. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to try this out. Like it it started as just like a whole, like, I'm going to try this out for a week, see how it goes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, after like a week, I like just kept 
going at it because I was like, you know what? You have those veggie burgers in the freezer. (laughs) Gonna do it. And then like, I've realized that like, I started feeling better mentally, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I just started like feeling like energized too throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like maybe this is the switch for me. Yeah. I hear that completely. And like, I, I know it sounds maybe like a little hippy dippy to say, but I feel like, especially with the way that like factory farming functions, it's, a, it's not a very nice life for the animals that have to go through that system. And I, I have this like mentality that like, if you eat something that died in like a state of fear or a state of anxiety that like, when you eat that, you take that on a little bit. I don't know. Is that crazy? No, (laughs) No. that's not. I love that you guys both jumped to my defense. This is, sorry. (laughs) I've been trained. I've been training you well. (laughs) Uh, Aisha, have you ever tried eating plant-based at all? I have. I love plant-based and I'm on totally with you with, um, I somebody used to have plant-based meatballs and they were yes. the best. And it literally lasted less than a year. It was like March, 2020 is when it came out or around that time. And I was mm. just like hooked to them and then COVID happened. And then wow. suddenly they, there's none left in Canada. And I was just so bummed. I was I like, know. Oh, but they were so good. But yeah, try them. I'm so jealous, yeah. but it's good to know they were good. I'm sad. They took them away. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so obviously, I, I mean, I could talk about eating vegan forever, but let's talk a little bit about what has been in the news this week. Um, I mean, we are, I feel like we're existing on a bit of a different plane right now. Cause we're writing features and stuff for like deep in the fall at this point. And if anyone doesn't know, we try to get ahead on some of our interrobang features over the summer. And right now we've been writing mental health features. We just finished. Um, honestly, that was like a tough week because I felt like I was having a bit of a rough week, mental health week last week. Yeah. Um, did anyone else feel that? Like, I swear something was in the air last week. Oh, well, like we, we know my issues with my like, place right now, but like, oh, it's literally like, I felt it. Like I felt there was like a day where I just felt drained and I was like, mm-hmm. you got to do it. You got to get up. You got to work. Cause like, mm-hmm. if you don't, like, if I don't, I'm going to sit there all day and like, just cry for no yeah, reason. That was cry. exactly what I was experiencing. I don't know. And then I don't know if anyone listened to the podcast last week. Aisha, I know you said you got a chance to listen, but like I was talking to Erica Batten, who was our guest last week. And she started talking about her daughter and like teaching her daughter about social issues. And I, we both started crying like in the middle of the podcast <laughs> I thought like, this is, this is real. This is what's happening right now. I also think that, and I I mean, you guys can tell me, or Aisha, you can tell me because I'm very curious to know just like, even how, like, cause you guys are right. Kind of in between finishing up summer and starting a new school year. Like, how are you feeling right now? Um, yeah. So for me, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, there's always a, like, it's, I wouldn't say there's anything like there is a positive kind of mindset that I have going forward with like all the things I want to accomplish, but also like a little bit like a, a little bit of fear. Um, I'm with when Erica Batten was on your podcast, I noticed like, I noticed when she said that as well, it was pretty emotional. And like, I just like, for me, when she mentioned, um, like I, 
couldn't even imagine like a child asking about like Black Lives Matter or like all children matter. And for something like that, like even like even now, as all these social issues are happening, happening, like even in the news, as you age, like for me, as I get older, it's like I just realize how really sad this world is, like how horrible sometimes we can be to each other and like Mm how um, like just going forward, like in the school year, like thinking about, you know, it's sometimes I'm worried. I'm like, I don't know what's like going to happen maybe around the world, even with COVID around. I have no idea with like the variants, like. Sometimes I think about all the people that don't have like um, kind of like all the amenities that I have, like all the facilities and the support I have, especially during the pandemic. And I think about those people and I'm, I'm like, it just it makes me really sad and emotional. But it's always like um, it's always hard because like we are like this summer was, I think, really tough for a lot of people. But yeah. Totally. Yeah. It And I, for me, too, and I know we talked about this last time as well, but like the, um, it was this week that the IPCC released a report basically saying that like, oh, y'all tried with climate change, but sorry, it's here and it's, (laughs) it's happening now. And there's basically no turning back. Um, and that it it sucks because we all, we knew, right. I think we all knew, but Mm -hmm. now seeing that confirmed has kind of like reignited again, this like climate anxiety that I've been talking about intermingled with like COVID anxiety. It's like a very weird time to just, to just be a human. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Now the other thing, um, and I, we're not going to talk about COVID too much because ugh, who else is sick <laughs> about talking, of co- talking about COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, this week as well, and we have a story up on our website about this, but, um, Fanshawe mandated vaccines for varsity athletes. What do you guys think about this? Because I, I I feel like it makes sense, but I I can understand maybe some people are against it. I don't know. Savvy, what do you think? I 100% think it makes sense because, um, like, coming, like, you as, like, people, we don't know other, like, our, like, other people. Like, we, 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 like, tr- learn to trust and stuff like that but you never know what like someone else is going through like someone could be immunocompromised and like my roommate's immunocompromised and so is like my dad and my mom and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so like yeah I get that like vaccinations are a like choice but like having like specific things being mandatory like in order to do sports, like be mandatory, like vaccinations, because like a lot of sports are very, like, you're very close to one another too. Yeah. And like with like the new variants and stuff like that. And like, you want to keep your distance, but like in sports, you can't do that. But like having that little bit of protection is great. Cause like, I know even for like me in my classes, like if we're in a studio or in like the pit, we have to wear our like safety goggles. Mm -hmm. Like if we're in like places where we can't like be exactly six feet apart from one another. Well, these folks travel too, right? Like they're going to different schools. They're bouncing from college to college. Like to me, it, it, of all the potential mandates, this one, I feel like makes the most sense. I don't know. Aisha, what do you think? 
I like honestly like my kind of thought process about like the whole take on like vaccines being mandatory to not being mandatory whether it's like facilities or educational institutions has kind of like been changing both ways because I've been encountering people that have been telling me stories about how like um like recently one of my coworkers at H&M was talking to me about how her aunt in Israel actually um had a kidney transplant Mm. And many, many years ago, and now she's having, she got the COVID vaccine. She got Pfizer or like, I'm not too sure if she got her second dose or what it was, but now she's having complications again in her kidney. And Mm. so she was telling me how like, she's really scared right now because she doesn't want to take the vaccine. And because it was so personal to her that it's like her, it's her aunt. She's Mm. been kind of like a little bit, like she wants to stay safe, but then she also has like a fear because she sees it firsthand. Um, but I kind of get like both, sometimes I understand both people. Like I understand how like some people probably, I'm not sure what their situation is and if they're like, um, if they are feeling that way, but I feel like in terms of the college and for like the, for like for the Fanshawe athletics department, I completely understand them wanting to make sure that everybody is safe and that making sure that like their athletes, like wherever they go, that they're not really spreading anything or getting anything in return. So I did you, I like this idea a little, a lot, um, as opposed to not really having a requirement. Well, and I see what you're saying too, about like, um, certain health conditions that, you know, maybe weren't considered or that didn't that like, weren't, everyone has different bodies. Everyone has different previous conditions, pre-existing conditions. Um, you know, one thing that I've been seeing that has been coming up and this, I think is so interesting because historically, and even to this day, um, medical research focuses a lot on men and men, men's bodies, um, to the point where, um, multiple women now, and I'm going to just say it myself included, um, reported having like crazy heavy periods after the double Pfizer vaccine. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went researching on it and I found news sources and, you know, scientists saying it's so frustrating because it wasn't even studied. Like they didn't even think to study the effect on like women's periods, you know, yeah. and like that, that there is a lot of intersectional complications that play into this. And we've talked about generational trauma, right? Groups that have valid reasons to mistrust, uh, you know, doctors and medical science. Right. Um, I think there's maybe a little bit of misinformation regarding who exactly is saying no to vaccines. I think they really want you to believe that it's these like Karen types, Mm anti-vaxxers, when really there are probably lots of people that have genuine reasons for not being able to, or not wanting to even. Right. So it's a lot. And it's probably too much to even really get to the bottom of here, but I appreciate y'all's insights because I am constantly looking to understand this issue better. Yeah. Same here. So what some people might not know is that we meet every single day, uh, myself, Savvy and Aisha, we meet every morning and I feel like we have been talking about Britney Spears like so much this week. (laughs) And it's my fault. I'm sorry. No, please. Like Savvy, give us the update. What's going on? 
what's going on. Um, so from my understanding is they tried to move the he hearing date to get her dad um, off her conservatorship and it got declined, but the world is rallying, Britney's rallying. Um, she posted a photo on Instagram the other day with a free Britney flag. And I was like, that's I it. We that. got to do it for her. Yes. We got to free her. I and I'm 100% behind that bandwagon. I, totally. You need any Britney Spears updates? <laughs> I'm your girl. Yes. This is going to be our new series. We're going to have Savannah given the free Britney updates. No, I think this is like such a, a fascinating story. And I know, like, were you guys familiar with the Free Britney movement, like, before she came out and finally was like, yes, y'all are right. This is, I am yeah. being held yeah. against my will, basically. Yeah. So, like, what were your thoughts? Did you guys have any doubts, maybe, um, like, leading up to it? Because I, I was a little bit like, come on, maybe these people are conspiracy theorists, but here we are. They were right all along. <laughs> I honestly had a few doubts but you know I like but when I got more into like researching behind it and then like when she came forward I was like oh this is not right like when like she doesn't have like the access to her like own rights and stuff like that like her IUD like mm. having like um her father be in charge of whether or not she can have children or not like makes me mad like because it's a she's a woman it's her body, her choice, pretty much. And like, it's just like this whole like thing where it's like, you're supposed to trust your family. Like, mm -hmm. those are the people you're born into, you know, like you were conceived by them. And yet having like, people like that, like, as like your dad, like the one person like you want to protect you, mm -hmm. not protect you. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. at its core, this is a feminist issue, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, we can probably safely say that she would not be in this position if she were a man. 100%. Yeah. For me, like I remembered, um, like for me, I remembered when, um, like every time I see anything to do with Brittany, like I remember just getting super emotional. It started for me when I saw her, like a lot of people, like a lot of her fans made videos on TikTok or like, um, on certain things that they were queuing in on like her, like just doing these really silly dances on and on. And, um, I like, she was just doing the same thing on her Instagram and everything. And they were saying how, like, she's wording, wording something or like her boyfriend's saying something to her to do something. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like I grew up, like, I, like, I think like both of us, like, I mean, all, all of us, sorry. Um, I grew up like listening to so much Britney and it's makes me so sad that like her career was just like kind of taken away from her. Like she mm -hmm. had all these years and it's like, her career was like taken away from her and like she's just doing all these silly weird dances on Instagram constantly and then when I looked at it myself I was like oh my gosh like what's wrong with her like this isn't like she's so talented she's such a good singer she was putting out some of the best like dance music like like ever in our yeah. generation and it's just so sad to see her like her whole talents are wasted and everything it makes me sad too that there's so many celebrities that come forward like I think the other day I saw like her ex-husband Kevin Federline mm -hmm. he was like yeah I feel so bad for her like I'm I mean I'm so happy she's getting what she's like doing but it's like nobody really thought about ever helping her like I no. feel like so many people totally benefited off like her being kind of like that like dumb blonde like yeah dumb little girl and it's like 
like you said, like it wouldn't have happened if she was a man, like somebody, people would have stepped up earlier and would have been like, you're going to re- ruin his career if you're going to do right. this. Like he's this artist. But I just feel like for Britney, it's like she, there's so many, like her fans are hurt. That's who really hurts. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, she could have put out so many music, so many other tours and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I think that was, that was like the most heartbreaking thing for me was when people like Justin Timberlake started coming forward being mm-hmm. like, you know, and luckily he admitted like, oh yeah, I, I, I f-ed up basically. And I should have, you know, been a better person sooner, but like mm-hmm. the damage was done, dude, you know, like yeah. you, you lost your opportunity to act like you were on her side, especially when like he profited completely off of basically. And I don't know if you guys even remember, but like when they broke up, mm-hmm. it was like a media frenzy to just like blame her. <laughs> yeah 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 you know and and the tabloids really as with anything like and that's not the first time Justin Timberlake would end up in that situation because look uh, what happened with Janet Jackson right mm-hmm. um that was another situation where it was a 50 50 thing really they were both yeah. involved with it of course it would be great if we could just not care at all if uh Janet Jackson whipped her nipple out at the Super Bowl um, but it's, it's crazy how even in 2004, that was like the most shocking thing that happened. Did you guys know, did you guys know that <laughs> that moment is what led to the invention of YouTube? Yeah, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> I just learned this because the two guys who created it, basically they wanted to find the video. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. Well, cause back in the day, <laughs> if you think about it, like back in 2004, like we didn't have, if you missed it on TV, you couldn't replay you it. Basically couldn't see it. And even on television, like any replay, if they showed it on the news, it was always censored. censored and that yeah. wasn't enough for everyone out there. So these two guys were like, you know what, let's make a video sharing website and then everyone can see it all the time. Oh my but God. Just like, <laughs> like looking back, like just like looking back, like you're like, wow, really? Like it all comes down to like, body and stuff like that like if you're like if you're a girl or like someone who identifies as female and you have boobs like Mm -hmm. you're going to be sexualized like and then like it's weird because like as like people like as like someone who's like very like aware Mm. of like the comments that like get made towards females and stuff like that like I'm like wow and it's a it's upsetting because like we're all human. Like, you know, like if, if I'm like in a job up for a job with like someone and they're like, Oh, you're like with someone like of the opposite gender. And they're like, Oh, they're, they can lift more than you or like that. It's like, no, like it's comes down to skills. Like, you know, like in the end, you're like, we're all human. We all have like bodies. We all like stuff like that. And like the sexualization of like, even like Brittany, I'm bringing yeah. it back. Brittany, I'm sorry. No, that's good. We should circle. We should circle it back because I think, yeah, she is the like, sort of prime example of this. Yeah, like because, like you know, like she's been like in the spotlight from like such a young age. Like she mm-hmm. was in like uh, the new Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, and like as like growing up, like she like lost her little like girly like thing and like became like this icon. Yeah, and like. I know when I was younger, I was always inspired by how she was herself. Like she was just mm-hmm. like 
always herself, like always putting herself out there. Like, you know, like she's like, and like she first for people who struggle with like body image issues and stuff like that, she's still out here. Like being like, this is my body. Like, this is who I am. Like you don't like, although like she doesn't have the rights to like herself, she's still owning herself. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, that's why I, I love the fact that she has social media. Right. And, and she's spoken before about how, like for her being able to post even though oftentimes her posts were policed, it was still her outlet, right? Like I know Aisha, you're talking about like those weird dances or whatever, but like, even that was like, at least she had a place to express herself, you know? And Mm -hmm. that like, it's sad that again, it's like, here are these platforms where young women go to for validation and to express themselves. And at the end of the day, they were created by men who just wanted to see a titty <laughs> pretty much <laughs> uh, but that's what we got to do right reclaims one, one one uh one weird dancing video at a time right yes <laughs> that's what tiktok is right that's what you guys are doing on there <laughs> yeah like, i mean even politicians are using tiktok nowadays so yes exactly stay tuned for more of that content at a mm-hmm. later interrobing publication <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, I guess lastly, let's just, let's just finish out here. There's a great uh, opportunity this week for looking up in sky. Um, and Sabi, I know you spoke with a professor at Western and I'm probably saying it wrong, but the proceed meteor shower, this happens every year, but it's coming back and we're going to see it even better this year. Sabi, why is that? First of all, the skies are supposed to be a lot clearer, and um, they say the best place to go is a place with no light, so you can see them, and it's going to be spectacular. So, and apparently around 4 a.m. is the best time, so mm-hmm. if you're a night owl like me, who doesn't <laughs> sleep, um, catch me in a park at 4 a.m. <laughs> well, and the other big thing this year is that it, it aligns with this new moon. Yes. So the sky is going to be super dark, which is really going to help with the visibility. So if you've been looking for some like free entertainment, honestly, like the universe has you covered. Yes. Right. And then you can also watch Twilight New Moon. After. And then and then you can watch Twilight New Moon. That is just what you should do. <laughs> Uh, all right, Savannah, Aisha, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, let's do this again soon before it's too late. Yes. That's good. I love talking to you guys. Yes. We missed That's you on our last. Yeah, roundtable. we did a whole roundtable and Savvy wasn't there. So it's nice to have the whole team together again. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Interrobang podcast. As always, you can catch up with all of our previous episodes on Google Play, Apple Music, Spotify, or on our website. And make sure to follow Interrobang on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to keep up with all things Mancha. For the Interrobang, I'm Hannah Theodore.